Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd everyone welcome so much for being here with us on military mom talk radio this is robin boyd with you and i have with me today jackie silver she's joining us today because sandra's under the weather jackie hello hello and thank you for having me poor girl Uh sandra we send her get well wishes get well wishes hugs garlic hanging from the (laughs) wherever Whatever it takes, my dear, uh, the echinacea, the vitamin C, the honey, the tea. Us <laughs> <laughs> uh, sending you kisses and hugs that I hope makes everything all better. You know, I, this. She, she's cured already by now after all that. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> A lot seems to be going around, Jackie. I hope everyone's healthy in your neck of the woods. Everything's good over here. I'm happy to uh-huh. report. Good. Knock on wood and keep keep up the good work. I got to tell you, though, life is just busy. You know, somehow this new year, and maybe it's because the holiday fell in the middle of the week. There really wasn't that holiday time. I, I don't know if it was that way with you, but so many people had to go right back to work on the Thursday or maybe the Friday. Everyone had to work at least on Monday and maybe even part of Tuesday. So when the Christmas comes on on a Wednesday like that, it's almost like you have, yeah, a nice day. Everybody gets together for the one day. But bang, you're just kind of right back into uh, the, what you expect out of the new year. And I, I don't know if, if anybody else kind of feels immediately overwhelmed, but the, are you finding that so at your, in your life right now? Well, you know, I read that 2014 is the year of the entrepreneur, and every single person I know in my life is an entrepreneur, so nobody had any days off, really, including me. So, you know, to me, it's like business as usual, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is even on Christmas afternoon, who's not going to hear the beep on the phone or whatever and just double check the messages, you know. But when you get so, so busy, Jackie, and all of us know that the less stress we have, the the um, the more youthful we're going to appear and stay and maintain our beautiful smiles. But we've got to kind of crash every so often, I guess you could say. What is it that you have found in your um, counseling, if you will, and all of your advice that you do with aging backwards? What do you do to somebody to sort of slow down and find that little peace amidst chaos to rejuvenate? Well, one thing I want to say is, you know how you go, um, you said, every, we have to crash every now and then. 
Yeah. First of all, I crash every night because sleep <laughs> is an aging backwards secret. Okay. So yeah. if you're not crashing every night for eight hours, start. Okay. That's the first thing. But, you know, during the day, so much is going on. The world is, I don't know, is it just speeding up as we get older or is it speeding up for everybody? But it just seems like with technology, the mm -hmm. way it is, everything is sped up and everything, everyone's connected all the time. So one of the things that I try to do during the day is after I've been concentrating really hard and going, going, going and doing social media and all those things, I just stop for a minute. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll put on my head, my headphones and plug it into my computer. And, you know, you can go to YouTube and get all kinds of beautiful meditations with binaural beats and everything, you know, you can mm. find anything on the internet. So I might go and listen to a plug in a YouTube meditation. Maybe it's a meditation for bringing in more wealth. Maybe it's a meditation mm -hmm. for relaxing more. Maybe it's a meditation for, you know, just being happier. But that's the kind of thing I like to do. And since everyone's pretty much got a computer, who is listening, those are, that's just one thing that you can do to take five, 10 minutes out, plug in your headphones and just relax. I agree. And boy, that's such good advice, Jackie. And I think so many times we sit down and, and we map out our week and we map out, all right, I've got this appointment, this appointment, I can fit you in for 45 minutes here. But you know what? I think from time to time, we have to stop fitting in those 45 minutes and maybe just take, even if it's 20 minutes, and just say, nope, nothing is getting booked in this part of my day or nothing is getting booked in the calendar and really hold to it, um, you know, short of, short of real emergencies, of course. But whether it be to sit with your kids or to write a letter or sometimes I'll just hop on Facebook just to be able to see what somebody else, it's somebody else's birthday. You got to sing happy birthday on Facebook to somebody. <laughs> no, I totally agree. You know, one thing that you said, it kind of resonated is, you know, make it about someone else for a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, we're so, yeah. we're so always concerned with, you know, yes, our family and everything and our friends, but we're always thinking about what's our next step. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's good to just step away from that. Or another thing that you can do that I I think this is the opposite. It's kind of making it about yourself. Yeah. Some people don't, you know, take care of themselves first. Mm -hmm. Is you know how a lot of successful couples and you know you're married, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. They, they have date night with each other, standing date night. So you can make a standing date with yourself. Like you can say once a week on Wednesdays, I kind of have this once a week on Wednesdays, I go to my gym for a special two hours of, of a certain workout teacher mm -hmm. that I really like. And that's like my standing date night with myself. If people try to make plans with me, I don't say, oh, I just have my workout so I can break that. No, I say I can't do that on Wednesday with you. Because Good. I have a standing appointment from 5 to 7. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. We do need to do that. Whether it mean turn the phone off and take a bath. Whether it mean go for a drive and not bring your phone with you. I think this, is, this has been the change in society where we have our phones with us all the time. I mean, when we were younger, we had to go find a phone booth if we wanted to get in touch with somebody. And maybe that wasn't even going to happen. It, you just... Um, and even when my children were little, if we wanted to have some 
time where there was just nothing else, we'd go for a ride. And I think I've said this on the show before. I would, quote, unquote, get lost intentionally. We'd be coming home from the store or we'd be coming home from someplace and I'd say, oh, gee, I took a wrong turn. And 40 minutes later, we'd always arrive home. But that that wrong turn was intentional for me in that it was an adventure for the children. We'd find someplace new. We talked about things and there was no television. There was no telephone. There was just nothing but the kids and I to have a conversation. And it, it really was fun. That's a great idea. I mean, I get lost all the time, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous for that. But, um, but I know what you're saying. And I think that that is so important, especially when you have small children. My yeah. child has grown. But I remember when, you know, when he was little, I would sometimes, and he'd start, he would do this for me too. But mm-hmm. I would put signs around the house directing him on a little scavenger hunt or, you know, just different things to make things more fun or take our minds off of work or just bonding opportunities. You know, everyone who's listening, military moms, you should definitely try the scavenger hunt with the signs in the house. It's so fun and it's so cute and kids love it. (laughs) I think that that's wonderful. I, I, we're we're post-it people here. We're we're always putting post-its all over the place. And whether it's a post-it that's just an affirmation or if it's a post-it to remind us to do something or it's a post-it that uh, we don't want to forget. Yeah, I think there are times that just that little, that little something makes a difference. And then there's always the books. For example, today we have an author with us uh, on the show, Jackie. We've got Kathleen Rogers, who's an award-winning author. Her final, uh, her book called The Final Salute has been been so well received and she has a new book coming out or just has been released called Johnny Come Lately and uh, we also have a a guest today on um, Stephen Boyd. He's our veteran correspondent who is sort of this is also something there are times that you just need to pick up the phone and talk to a friend maybe not text maybe not email pick up the phone and say hello to somebody and this is something that that Stephen is starting to do he's actually picking up the phone and he's interviewing some veterans um, and we're going to hear one conversation today um, that he has had with a veteran and it's only the beginning of a series that he's going to be running on military mom talk radio but um uh, the um, the most important thing is to remember to do something that gives you satisfaction, and I guess that's a, and especially with people in the military, sometimes it's hard to reach out to that somebody. So maybe picking up the phone and calling somebody that you uh, haven't talked to in a while is a great thing. Well, I'm super excited to hear the interview, and not only that, but it's so great to get those things recorded because that those are part of history, you know, and that's going to live on past all of us. Yes. We're going to have uh, these on our YouTube channel. We're just revamping our uh, YouTube channel now. And although today's interview is going to be a, a, a sort of a consolidated version of the interview. Our interviews are going to be on our YouTube channel. And we do have um, some other things that we're going to be doing. We're going to be taking some clips from shows and sort of putting them together theme-based. So if you want some thoughts about military children, if you want some thoughts about uh, uh, reintegration, we're going to try to segment them theme-based. And that hopefully is going to be uh, interesting for our listeners to to be able to download those those podcasts in that way. 
That sounds really great. And I like when things are organized in categories like that. And I think people like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, see what we're we have a break coming up. We're here today on Military Mom Talk Radio with Jackie Silver, who is from Aging Backwards, and she's in for Sandra today. Coming up after the break, we've got Stephen Boyd, our veteran correspondent, and he is going to be chatting with a young Marine veteran who is very dear to our heart. You'll get to meet Ryan Poirier after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. I'm so glad you're with us, Jackie. This is just wonderful i love chatting with you (laughs) thanks for having me it's great stay tuned everyone are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system keeping the home fires burning well that's what we're here for It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown, and after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're with us today. This is Robin Boyd with Jackie Silver today on Military Mom Talk Radio. Sandra's under the weather, so Jackie is right beside us here, uh, keeping the keeping the home fires burning. Thanks so much, Jackie. <laughs> so fun. We have um, our, our roving reporter with us. If you're an old Steve Allen fan, you'll remember the old <laughs> man on the street interviews. Well, Stephen Boyd is here with us today. He is our veteran correspondent. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm fine. I'm just fine. How are you Great. doing today? <laughs> we are doing fine. It was a gorgeous day on the East Coast, and we're all on the East, so we're uh, relishing this great weather that we're having. Well, just so that everybody uh, knows, Stephen's been with us for a year uh, from time to time to talk a little bit about veteran benefits and some of the, um, oh, just connecting with veterans uh, from time to time. And we have a new dimension that we're adding to the show this year. And Steve, I'm so excited to have you uh, doing this this for us. Uh, Steve is beginning some interview series with different veterans uh, from different wars and different experiences. And not only their experiences in the service, but their experiences uh, post service time when they've reintegrated and they've become a civilian again. And Steve, tell us quickly who you have interviewed today. Uh, I had an interview with a former Marine Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Poirier. Um, uh, the last time I saw him was at Christmas time. <laughs> he happens to be married to my daughter. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> I, he was kind of a captive audience. They can't he get was. Away from me. But I have to tell you, Stephen, I'm so anxious to roll this this clip because the uh, interaction between the two of you is so wonderful to listen to, uh, two veterans sharing some very interesting experiences, and we'll chat a little bit after the break. Casey, if you could roll it, we'd love to hear Ryan and Steve chatting. Today we have with us Ryan Poirier, my son-in-law, who served in the military. What prompted you to join the service in the first place? That's a good question. Um, I would have to say September 11th, I think, is what prompted me to to want to serve my country. Were you guys still in high school when? I was a a sophomore when that when that all. The World Trade Center. Yes. That was pretty much uh, the call to arms, I think, for most people. Okay, what branch of the service did you serve in? I served in the United States Marine Corps. Okay, and what was your MOS? It was uh, 1833, which is an amphibious assault vehicle crewman. Okay, now is that part of the, were you a fleet marine, is that what they called them? Yes, yes. It's all about transport and support on shore. So we would take a, uh, a platoon, 20 guys, let's say half a platoon, and we would take them into the shore, drop them off, and then move with them and support them in their advance. Okay, now did you always stay with the same crews? Uh, it depends. The, the Marine Corps has what's called uh, Marine Corps Expeditionary Units, or a MEU, M-E-U. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a whole bunch of them. I was part of the 31st. And we um, each time you serve on a MEU for six to eight months of deployment, you, you, you may or may not have the same group. We had, out of three tours, we had the same group twice. Okay. Same um, battalion of grunts. Now, how long was your uh, your your contract for? Uh, eight eight year obligation. 
I enlisted as a junior in high school, and I did, um, I basically conditioned, got in shape, learned ranks and rates, was trained general orders, things like that, as a, as a senior in high school. And then as soon as I graduated, I went to four years active service. After that, I only had a three-year obligation of inactive reserve. Okay. So when you're, you're four years of active, you saw quite a bit. I know myself, I was active for three years and uh, was in Asia twice. Yes, yeah, we did. We served, well, we had one tour of eight months, and we came back for six, and then we had a, a tour that got extended. It was a full year off American soil. Okay. Where did you serve when you were in? I served in, in quite a few areas of Southeast Asia. We were based out of Okinawa, Japan, and we went to um, we went to quite a few countries. Whereabouts did you serve, specifically? Can you can you say? Yeah, I would say I can say a few places. We served in. Um, we did a lot of training with the with the military in Thailand. Um, we worked with the Australian military, the Army specifically. Uh, we worked very, very closely for uh, quite a few months with the Filipino Marines, or the Filmars, as we would call them. Um, we visited quite a few places, but we didn't actually have uh, interaction with the military, but a lot with the locals. Um, on the first tour in the Philippines, we actually responded to a, uh, it was a horrific mudslide. Uh, Two-thirds of a mountain came down and buried a village, and it wasn't really, we just went into... Um, basically a humanitarian mission. I remember you telling me about a trip to uh, Iwo Jima. Could you tell us about that? Yes, we went. Well, that was a very special trip. We had a lot of people re-enlist. Anyway, uh, Iwo Jima is now owned by the Japanese government, as I'm sure you know, and um, they allow Americans to come, specific Marines, veterans, um, people to come see it every once in a while. Well, we happened to be going by it, and the, the MUSOC commander got permission for us to actually take our amphibious assault vehicles up on the volcanic shores of Iwo Jima. And we get to walk the island for a few days. Um, we got, there, was, there were actually veterans there for a ceremony. We had quite a few people re-enlist uh, up there on Suribachi itself. But just to just to go there was an incredible experience and my, my grandfather, my mother's father served on that island in his tour with the 4th so it was very, it was emotional it was very um, it was just breathtaking to just it's tough to describe You were, uh, you served at uh, Ban Munjon as part of the peacekeeping forces in Korea, tell us about that That was really interesting that was um, it's actually run by the United Nations and the Army has a good, pretty good presence there, the American U.S. Army, in conjunction with the, uh, with the uh, Korean, um, they're called Rock Marines, Republic of Korea Marine Corps. Yeah. And they have, up at the Pamunjom, which is the demilitarized zone, um, South Korean border station, they have uh, a whole exhibit set up, but it's actually still... Really, it's it's really interesting. It's tough to describe. It's a historical area and site, yet it's still used. But as a civilian or a member of the military, you can actually go there and explore it, you know, to a certain extent, and actually see the village 
that's that's in the demilitarized zone, the South Korean working village. You can see the North Korean village that's there. You can see North Korean guards. You can actually set your foot on North Korean soil in a building. But it's just very, very interesting to see that whole thing. Yeah, that was just a truce signed uh, in 53, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, technically, they're, they're, the two countries are still at war. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Now I'm going to ask you some questions about the uh, uh, your post-military experience. Uh, did you have, uh, knowing your diversity when you were in the service, uh, did you have any troubles uh, reacclimating yourself to civilian life after after uh, your active duty time? Uh, yes. I, I can't say no. <laughs> I definitely have to be honest and say yes, I did. The now, I mean, now meaning in when I was discharged, there is quite a bit of time spent preparing the Marine or the soldier or the sailor or the airman to reacclimate their civilian life. And it's not just those who, who, who served in, in combat zones. It's those who just, you get used to a certain type of lifestyle, as you know. Yes. And you just don't find it. There's no structure. There's no, you don't have your, you know, your, you know, your, your corporals or your sergeants or, or your privates or, or your friends right in the next room. You, they're not there anymore. They're not sleeping next to you. They're not in the hole with you. They're not in the track with you. They're, they're not, you know, down the street in the barracks. And just to get used to that, um, the, the Marine Corps tries to prepare you for these things and, and sends you to classes, and then when you get out, and it's, it's kind of a slap in the face no matter what. <clears throat> but I think just making new friendships and just that was the, the biggest part of, of re-acclimatizing myself to, uh, to, to civilian life, I would say. Did you, have you used any of the uh, benefits that the VA offers at this point? I've actually used quite a few when I came back. I was um, it, it was it was the best it was the best choice it was the best option I possibly could have had because going to a normal doctor and explaining normal things to them is great, but there are always normal things to explain. And being at the VA, having the doctors that you know understand not only what I'm saying but how to help me and questions I had that might have been weird, they were very. They already knew the answers to the questions I was asking. They had the experience, and it was very, very comforting to have that um, atmosphere. When we got out, I don't think most of us were even aware that we had that capability to go to the VA. A lot of the classes we had were in World War II, Vietnam, Korea, and even the Gulf War. We did this, and it was wrong. So now we're trying to tell you folks everything, all the advantages that you have, all the capabilities that you... You know, we had such a wonderful opportunity, Stephen, to hear your voice and, and Ryan's voice. We've got to go to a break, and I think we pretty much wrapped that up. We've got about 15 seconds to the break. Uh, Steve, we'll hang on to you if we could, just uh, for a few minutes. We're going to I'll take a here. quick commercial break, and we'll chat a little bit more on the other side. This is Military Mom Talk Radio.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Wise Up Radio. Leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, Stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people rather than unite? Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on Toginet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today with Jackie Silver from Aging Backwards. She's here with us today. Uh, Sandra Beck is taking a little recuperation time. We, uh, If you have not heard all of this show today or you're missing some of our other shows, we hope you'll find us on iTunes. You can always download us on our website, Military Mom Talk Radio. You can always find us right here on the Toganet station. Our show page is right here at Military Mom Talk Radio. And we hope you will take a t- take time to uh, take those moments of zen we were talking about in the first segment and maybe listen to a podcast while you're uh, soaking in a bathtub or, or resting in the sauna or doing a, a walk out in the woods. We hope you'll take us with us wherever you are. We uh, spent the last segment with Stephen Boyd and uh, um, Corporal Marine Corporal uh, Ryan Poirier, Steve, we we just lost a little bit of the tail end of the clip, but I think it, what he was saying at the very end was that uh, the military has finally realized that they needed to support um, outgoing military people with at least some guidelines and I think you alluded to the fact in the clip that we heard um, that that wasn't the case when you were discharged. Yeah, that's right. Uh, They've come a long way um, 
like anything in this country, we have a, a learning curve after each conflict. Um, through Vietnam, the, the, the uh, support that we got through the VA was haphazard at best. We weren't informed about a lot of the things that we had available to us. Um, uh, the, the two things that I remember specifically that I used was my uh, VA mortgage benefit and mm -hmm. uh, uh, education benefits. Uh, but there was so much more that uh, they are explaining to the uh, the folks that are getting out today. So they're giving them actually giving them classes on uh, their benefits, the VA benefits that they have. This is a wonderful series, and I know you're looking forward to uh, talking to some more people, right, Steve? Yes, uh, I'd like to cover as many wars as I can uh, <laughs> through the veterans, and not only listen to their stories, which I think is important, uh, even if it's just a brief overview like I did with Brian. Um, hmm. Wives, mothers, girlfriends, boyfriends don't know what their uh, military uh, relatives and friends have gone through. This, uh, uh, they'll talk, we'll talk about it amongst ourselves, uh, but we won't tell, we won't talk to our families about it. Uh, as you know, listening, uh, you know, your father never spoke to you. And, and even now when I say a few things, you go, I didn't know that mm -hmm. <laughs> after all these years. So uh, this is one way to get people to open up. Uh, but I also want to get these uh, contemporary veterans and old veterans more involved with the VA because uh, there's a wealth of uh, support there for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve, I'm jumping in, and this is Jackie, because I want to ask you, a little birdie told me that you have been married for 37 years, and uh, I want to know, what is the secret for marriage longevity? Do tell. Uh, it won't be 37 years until tomorrow at noontime. <laughs> so what's the secret? Uh, I have no idea. Just get up every day, and it's like a job. You just go to it every day. <laughs> You know, I just wish everybody could get along like that. It's, uh, I don't know if it's really work or just uh, it, uh, just being uh, a real person to your spouse. We have had a good communicative relationship, and I guess that's a good thing. Well, communication is the key. Mm. And a little, little nooky now and then isn't bad. <laughs> Don't look oh, at me. I've been alone every... for 19 years. Uh, we, we get up every day and have coffee together, and that's how we start our day. Actually, you know, Jackie, that is something. I, I, I know Sandra just dropped her tea when she heard me say something lewd on the air. <laughs> but um, we, um, I have to say that that was one thing that we did. We've always gotten up and had coffee together, whether he had to be to work at 4 a.m. or I was uh, up at night with the kids. We made that our habit, and we always have had coffee together, and that's been sort of our little moment of zen, I guess you could say. It's been, it's been wonderful. Thanks, honey, for 37 years and counting. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Great. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for this series. We're really looking forward to having more. And if anybody is interested in getting in touch with Steve and maybe having an interview with him, please contact Military Mom Talk Radio, either through Sandra or Robin at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or email us 
um, find us on Facebook. We'll, we'll be more than happy to put you in touch with Steve and see, um, see what your experiences were and a, a wonderful plethora of experiences that we'd love to share. And that, that will be not only on our blog and our website, but we're going to be uh, ramping up that YouTube channel as well. And we'll have the full version of not only Ryan's interview, but a lot more interviews to come. Thanks an awful lot, Steve. You're welcome. Looking forward to it. Jackie, next, I'm so anxious to have you chat with Kathleen Rogers. She's with us today. She's an award-winning author. Uh, Her first book, The Final Salute, has uh, received great accolades across the country. And she has newly released Johnny Come Lately. And I'm so anxious to hear about what brought her to this particular story. Kathleen, thanks for being with us. Welcome. Hi, thank you, Robin. I'm, I'm so delighted to be here. And Jackie, you, uh, have you met Kathleen before? I haven't, but I've been looking her up online and just loving everything I'm seeing there. Isn't it Hi, wonderful? Jackie. I'm, <laughs> hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you. I, I love your bio. I, I was noticing that we have a few things in common. Oh, oh tell me what those are. Well, you grew up in a family of six kids, and I grew up in a family of five kids, and I love that you said you spent countless hours in the rocking chair daydreaming, because I did the exact same thing, and to this day, I still love to rock, even if I don't have a rocking chair. Uh, You know, Jackie, have you broken any? I've broken several. (laughs) (laughs) I've never broken so much. (laughs) I've never broken one. Oh, Oh, gosh, yeah. That's why I'm a writer. I think all the daydreaming is what led to me, you know, growing up to become a writer. I think that's true in that I love when children have wonderful imaginations and they draw. And no matter what is on that paper, you'll ask them to tell me about that. Tell me about this picture. This is so interesting. And, of course, that's the elementary teacher in me. But those wonderful imaginations just come spewing out and they tell you this magnificent story and how we can capture that and bring it into adulthood is I think the miracle that we all need to have happen to us you've been writing for a long time though Kathleen it didn't I I think you've had a long literary career oh I'll just say right now I'm I'm 55 I've I've been writing professionally if you will over 35 years but really if you want to you know, date myself, but really 40 years because it started when I was about 15 in high school on the high school newspaper, and I got to write about UFOs and Bigfoot, and I didn't write about school news. So I had a really cool um, newspaper uh, guy. Oh, isn't that nice when um, you have opportunities like that in school that – inspire you as opposed to well this wasn't spelled right you need to go back you need to have your better structure you know I think so many times kids have um, been squelched instead of been um, released because of little details and not that we shouldn't know whether it should be a colon or a semicolon but I think sometimes um, we need to let kids fly a little bit more than we do I agree I agree. I think in the whole the whole creative process, for me, yes, there's the rules and, and there's mechanics of writing, but to get the story down, so you just have to go sometimes with those first thoughts and 
There's a really good book, if any writers out there, it's called Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg. And that was a great book to free me up. It's where you just start scribbling out those first thoughts and you don't worry about grammar and spelling. That all that all comes later. That's how I've written two books. I really? just I've just thrown up the clay on the wheel and then or or a big mound of clay and then started, you know, trying to form the sculpture. Um, it's a messy process. It's the only way I know how to do it. Um, mm. Kathleen, this is Jackie, and I, I love that you're saying, you know, just do the do the clay and and mold it later. But I want to encourage everyone listening, especially the younger generation, to actually go back later and edit it because some people don't know the difference between there, there, and there, and two and two and two. <laughs> this Absolutely. Is, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, editing is crucial. Um, but I think I think when you're trying to get it down, the words down, you know, try it. It's so easy to self-edit, and and the critique is sitting on our the critique is sitting on our shoulder. But definitely, if I anybody out there, you know, writing, trying to write professionally and write to make money, you know, I always say, for goodness sakes, please get a copy editor, and and you know, try to polish as much as you can. But um, yes, copy editors, edit, edit, edit. I think that's exactly what their job. I'm. I can write fairly well, but you know, there are so many times that I'll say, "Oh, gee, I didn't realize I should have put the, the quotations on the outside instead of the inside." Or there, and that's what the editor is for. I think um, it, it's so important to get the, the flow of the thought process down, and then you can worry about the editing later. We're. Uh, have you ever used? We've got a break coming up, but real quick before the break, Kathleen, have you ever used a software? called dragon where you dictate into the microphone and it copies everything for you no i haven't done anything like that i'm kind of old-fashioned i like uh pen in hand or pencil paper then i get on the computer um i do whatever it takes to get to get going sometimes i have to have the physical the tool in my fingers and the paper and and even and and i don't write neatly it's all chicken scratch scribble then I get on the computer, and uh, there's no, there's no, everybody's going to go and, and come to the process differently. It's just the key is to learn to respect whatever works for you, to get it down. Right. We're with Jackie uh, Silver today as my co-host, and we're talking with Kathleen Rogers, uh, award-winning author, and we're going to hear all about her newest book, Johnny Come Lately, when we return from the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Don't go away. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. 
Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature, and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's a- Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. We're here in our final segment of Military Mom Talk Radio today with Jackie Silver as my co-host, and Kathleen Rogers is our guest. Uh, Jackie, you were saying something in the in the uh, chat area that you wanted to ask Jackie before we get to talking about her latest book. Yes, Kathleen, I wanted to ask you, because I'm a writer also, and this is something that I do, and I wondered if you do this as well. But do you just stop and meditate before you start writing to see if the ideas will just free flow? Or do you write to make the ideas start coming? Oh, gosh, good question. Um, I don't really know how to answer it. I, You know what I do? I, I kind of like, I try to plug in. If I'm writing fiction, I'm trying to plug into my characters. Uh, I, I'm, I do pray about it. Um, if I have to go to this other place, now, I can be in a crowd of thousands of people, but I can be in my own little world, you know, in my own little world, and, and um, I don't just sit down and just, I'm not one of those that's, you know, thousand words a day, thousand words a day. I mean, if I'm on a deadline, I have to push it, but I'm one of those where I want the characters to tell me what they need, what they want. And I'm also constantly in fiction, you know, what is the scene objective? Or when I was writing for Family Circle and Military Times, I haven't uh, written freelance in years, but it was, you know, what is it that I'm trying to say? What, what's the story? And, uh, oh, it's just, for, it's just such a messy process for me, but <laughs> I don't know how I even have gotten to where I'm at. I could never teach it. 
I don't even know how to explain what I do. You know, it, it's so interesting, but I think that you actually did explain it because you said, tell the story. And it, when you boil everything down to it, that's what everything is about. That's yes. what authenticity is about. It's about just telling the story. Yes. And everyone has a story. Uh, even, you know, non-writers, everybody has a story. I was just saying this on another show the other day. And at the end of our lives, some people, the only story they're going to have is their name and the dates on their tombstone and or their obituaries. But everybody has a story. That's what life is about. And that's what moves me is are people's stories. I, I love to talk to strangers, and I'm so intrigued by people's lives, no matter, you know, what they do or their walks in life. And that's what I try to capture in my writing. That's so interesting, Kathleen. Now, in kind of thinking about that, uh, you've had Johnny, the character Johnny, sort of with you, if you will, for a while, haven't you? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, Johnny Kitchen. Um, I started working on Johnny Come Lately uh, January 2007 in some writing classes I took at SMU in Dallas. But her, her, she came to me years and years ago when I was working on The Final Salute. And I always say I tucked her away until the time was right for her to speak. And um, Johnny Kitchen is many things. Uh, she's 43 years old. She a, a, lives in Texas. She's a recovered bulimic. Her husband's a hardworking carpenter. She has three children. And she's on a journey. And if I could just an elevator pitch, uh, what is Johnny Come Lately about? It is the, the evolution of a woman. Or it's the evolution of a wife, a mother, a daughter. Um, and, and then each character in the story, they're on their own, uh, you know, the evolution of, of Dale. Um, everybody has a story, and everybody's searching for something. And also, um, uh, the other thing I try to do, I've done in both books. In The Final Salute, there was a neighbor named Winona. And she's one of those people, she sold Purple Passion Beauty products, <laughs> and she was big busted and drove a big purple Suburban. And, you know, you might look at someone like this and want to judge completely, you know, a bleached, big, blonde-headed woman. Well, when you start reading the story, you find out really what's going on with Winona. In my new novel, I have a character named Mr. Marvel, and he's Johnny's new neighbor, mysterious neighbor. And I don't want to say too much about him, but uh, he's one of those people you cannot judge a book by its cover. (laughs) So... I think this is one of the gifts that you have, Kathleen, is being able to create characters that are so fully created. You know, sometimes we'll just talk about a woman, but we there there's a way in your books that just brings out a character that we identify with or we we at least envision so completely that that person becomes so real to us. Oh, thank you. Is that, uh, Robin, is that you? Yes, that's me, dear. Okay. I have to tell you, I get emotional thinking about this. When when I'm writing a character, whether it's my protagonist or, you know, one of the family members or a secondary character or even just one person that a personal, you know, buys a Coke Mm -hmm. from at the Sonic or whatever, that person is important for that moment. And that person is a human being. And, And I think what has helped me with my fiction is in, in my 55 years on this earth, I get all morbid, but I've had a lot of tragedy in my life mm-hmm. and a lot of, um, in my family's life, um, tragic deaths, 
uh, young, uh, young deaths. I had a stepsister murdered. Uh, a little over a year later, my little brother was 20, was killed. Oh. Um, just last year alone, uh, in my own family and in some people I love, uh, five losses. So, um, I don't know. It just it informs everything. Informs my fiction, and when I write characters, I want them to come alive. I want them to feel like real people, and and, and they don't all have to be beautiful, glamorous, glitzy. I want to write about real people, and and make them come alive for the reader. And Kathleen, this is Jackie now, and you know I loved something you said a few minutes ago. And it, it kind of just was like a throwaway comment, but it meant a lot to me. And you said, you know, some of your characters, you can't judge a book by its cover. And I just always say that. And I'm always, you know, raised my son to know that we're all the same. You know, we're all equal and we treat everybody with kindness. And I don't yes. know if you saw this, but there was a thing a couple of weeks ago where a guy, a really wealthy guy, pretended to be homeless. And if people gave him a tip, he gave them a thousand dollars, you know. And I just love stories like that because it's just like what you said. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yes. Uh, I have to say, um, my uh, landline may be dying. If we lose connection, can you all call me back on my cell? Um, I'm so sorry. It's It's still alive right now. <laughs> We've only we do have just a few minutes, so okay. let's hope we'll get it through the through the full okay. minutes. You are a military mom, Kathleen. Um, you have a son who is serving. Is that correct? Yes, my son is uh, a first lieutenant, J.P. Rogers. And I want to get right in here. I want to say, uh, let's honor uh, the gold star mothers out there. And um, sadly, I know too many personally um, because those are the mothers who have lost a child uh, to war. And um, I would like to say to Andrea, her son was Second Lieutenant Travis Morgado. He was my son's roommate at Officer Candidate School, and he Mm. was killed in Afghanistan in 2012. Um, So being a military mom, I've been, and I've been a military wife, being a military mom is a harder job. And my husband was a fighter pilot, and and I based uh, the final salute on that, but... Being a military mom is just a whole new game. And your your husband did just retire, is that correct? Well, yes, he his second job, he retired from fighter pilot years ago and then he just retired from American Airlines as a as an airline pilot. Okay, I thought I so, saw that on Facebook. <laughs> so yes. that's congratulations. Is that a whole new world having him home? He bought a Harley, so I'm always like, Honey, the weather's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh, to go ride for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's the good husband, he's going to take that as a hint, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've been married 34 years. We, we know how to make it work. <laughs> oh, God bless you. We're like a, you heard in the earlier segment, Bronson, we're just ahead of you. But um, Kathleen, this is wonderful. And I want to direct everybody to your website, uh, Kathleen, and it's with a K, M as in Mike, and Rogers is spelled R-O-D-G-E-R-S.com, KathleenMRogers.com. And where else can we find your book? Is that the best place to find all of your books or should we okay, go Okay, Johnny Come Lightly was just acquired by Coffee Town Press in Seattle. And thank you to my awesome agent, Jeannie Loyacona, president of Loya Literary Agency. The book is not out yet. We're, we're hoping uh, release date uh, this coming fall, 2014. 
Oh, great. But I will be blogging about it. I will be putting little tidbits on my blog of the next few months uh, without giving away the plot. You know, who's Mr. Marvel? Who's Johnny Kitchen? Uh, What's going on with the story? How could I write about bulimia, the military, abandonment, a missing mama? Um, How can I write about all that, a war memorial? How do all those things, what are they all? How can you write about all these things and put them in one story and make it work? And uh, I guess I made it work since Coffee Town Press wants to publish it. (laughs) Kathleen, if anybody could make it work, it's definitely you. (laughs) Kathleen Rogers, thank you for being with us today. You are such a delight. And we'll be checking up on you as the months come along and we're watching for Johnny Come Lately. Thank you. Take care. Jackie, we're we're rounding out the hour. That was quick. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Isn't this fun? I'm so glad. I'm so sorry that get, that Sandra's under the weather. But, gee, thanks so much for coming by and being with us today. This was a great hour to spend with you. Well, thank you so much for considering me whenever someone can't make it. And, listen, I'm here for you, and I'm here for the listeners. And, you know, I just think that you have some of the greatest guests. I can't wait to read Kathleen's book. I love the interview that Stephen did with Ryan. And, you know, it's just such great info. You know, where can you go to get all this great stuff in one place? It's Military Moms Radio. Oh, you are. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, hon. Well, listen, we need to find out where we can find more about Jackie Silver, though. What is well, your website? Okay. My website is agingbackwards.com, but I'm also going to be featured on bouncingwithstyle.com. So check it all out both of those and thank you again for having me what a great great day oh and you had a wonderful blog today on bouncing with style so we suggest everybody go to bouncingwithstyle.com after you've checked out militarymomtalkradio.com see you all next week we can't wait to be with you again take care <laughs>